a good work, my rabbi, my rabbi, say. Our topic this evening, Bezer Hashem, is to discuss a little about the two great foundations of the world of Yiddishkeit, learning of Torah, Hakdoshah, and Philip. <coughs> we know that Torah is the Omud Ha'olam. The Torah is the life blood of the world in the most simple form imaginable. If the world would stop learning Torah for a moment, the world would have no existence. Is it a, it's a it's a Weltwort that Kaddish Baruch created the world that the time in different places have different hours. When we sleep. And at Israel, for instance, people are awake. And the Welt says it's a situation that Kodesh Baruch created that there should always be learning Torah in the world. Chas the world will be empty from Torah for a moment. The world has no existence. It is also very important to know that Tefillah is also the lifeblood of the world, the Poyal Mamish. If the world would be Empty from tefillah for a moment. If you would find a tranquil moment in the world for a split second, then the world would have no existence. Historically, there was once such a situation. It's a one of the foundations of Jewish history. The sugya of Asura Harugi Malchus. I think you all know, we say it in our tefillahs. We say it in our tefillahs, every Tishabov and every Yom Kippur. And we remind ourselves, and even many of us who our eyes are as dry as straw, when it comes to the Asura Harugi Malchus, so many, many of us are Al We cry on the Asura Harugi Malchus and we describe how the great ten greatest sages of the Jewish people and the greatest of them was Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Shmuel Koyen Godel, Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel were killed ruthlessly by the Roman government. And in middle, Chazal tell us that when they brought out the two Kedoshi Elyon, the great Hanoim, the Bishmoel Kohen Godel, and the Nasi Rebbe Shimon Megamliel. And the Bishmoel Kohen Godel was extremely beautiful. Chazal tell us that when he went up to heaven, he saw the Malach Gavriel, and uh, it was Mashbel Chazal that his beauty and his, his, his Zohar was like the Malach Gavriel. And Malach Avril said, Are you Yishmoel Kohen Godel that Hashem is Barach, that, that your Creator boasts with you every day and says, I have a beautiful child in my world that his image is like mine, Kavayachal. This was the Bishmoel Kohen Godel. And the Bishmoel God was brought out to be killed. So <coughs> the king's daughter was wanted his beauty 
and asked her father to take the skin off his face because it was, it was, it was so beautiful and shining. And Chazal tell us that when they reached the Mokum Hatfilin, he gave a scream and a cry, and heavens and earth were shaking. And then he gave a second cry, and heavens and earth shook again, and the Malachim said, all the angels screamed to Hashem, Zu Torah This is the reward, the reward of learning Torah. And Yosef Baskoil, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave out a, a voice and said, Im Eshma Koil Acher, if I will hear one more cry, I will destroy my world and I will reverse it back to its origin. If I will hear one more cry, then the world will be destroyed. Now, we must try, try to figure out why was this expression that HaKadosh Baruch Hu said if I will hear one more cry, then I will destroy the world. Is it wrong to say Did these tzaddikim deserve this great punishment? What was the taina? What was the, the taina against them? That HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, If I will hear one more cry, But the pshari is like this. The world in that time was, on, was in danger of being destroyed. Because, just like we have a cloud that the world is on the foundations of Torah, on the same way, the foundation of the world is Tefillah and Avodah. And Tefillah and Avodah means yearning to Hashem. And this is one of the fundamentals of creation. Chazal tell it to us in Remez. They hinted to us in the Gemara in Tainus. And the words of the Gemara is, Ein tipas geshem. To quote exactly, Ein tefach shel geshem, Yoyred min hashamayim, Ad shelo oyla kenegdoi, Shteitfachim min hatoim. The literal translation is, That by nature when the rain comes, The wells from the bottom also swell. And the Gemara says, That for every tefach, For every drop of rain, that comes down from the heaven, the wells from the from the Tahoim also bring up water, connect them. This is the little translation. But the hint that Chazal tell us is Geshem Geshem describes the overall Shefa, all Brokh that Akadush Brokh gives from heaven. A drop of rain will not come from the heaven unless two drops went up from the Tahoim, from the depths of the earth. If there is no drop of, of tears, there is no yearning, there is no crying, there is no begging. If there is no tefillin, then there is no rain. And way in the beginning of history, when the mission was created and he came out to the world, he saw a world of desert. Nothing grew. And Chazal tell us, even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Tad desh, there should be green, everything came out to the Pesach HaKarka, to the doors of the, of the Karka, until, because there was no rain. 
Or the Mauritian came and asked for rain, the rain came down, everything started growing. Nothing can grow without filling. Now, when the Beis Hamikdash was Kayam, the Avoid of the Beis Hamikdash was an exaggeration, was a greatness of Avoid. The Carbonus, when someone slaughtered a behemoth, a carbon, this was a yearning to Hashem with blood. I want to become close to you with blood. I'm giving away my nefesh, my neshama. This behemoth, I'm slaughtering him, and I'm bringing him up Yom Mizbeach, and he's going up with a fire up to heaven. I wish it would be me. That's what a carbon is. And this is what brought all greatness and all happiness and all bracha. And the world had parnaseh and bonim and simcha, and there was nothing missing as long as the Beis Migdash was standing. When the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, there was no more Avoid. And the world, for some reason, was tranquil. The world was quiet and happy. Because we didn't need the Beis Hamikdash. We had great sages that were more important to us than the Beis Hamikdash. Chazal tell us, Chas Rishalom Tzadik dies, Kosha Siluku Shel Tzadikim, Imagine a generation at our time if you would have a tzaddik like the Heliket Sanzer, like the Chsam Soifer, like the Bekiva Eger. If you have 10 Bekiva Egers today in the United States, would you be missing anything? If you have 10 Chsam Soifers, would, would we be missing anything? In that time, there wasn't 10 Chsam Soifers. In that time, there was Rabbi Shmuel Kohen Gadol, Rakhodesh Baruch who boasts with him every day. This is the beauty. Like mine, Hashem Baruch says. We had Rabbi Shem and Gamaliel, the Nasi Yisrael, with his greatness. We had Rabbi Akiva. We had the ten tzaddikim that were doyma to the ten shvatim. The world was tranquil. They had who to lean upon. No one was crying. There was no avoider. There was no yearning to Hashem. And therefore, the world was in danger of being destroyed. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to, in order to continue his world, had to inflict upon the world a tragedy of tragedies. A tragedy that will bring tears to our eyes to the end of generations. A tragedy that we are crying on this tragedy 2,000 years and our tears didn't dry up. Because only this tragedy will guarantee the continuation of the world. Because when these ten tzaddik were destroyed, were, were killed, Am Yisrael cried till this very day to Hashem, we have no one to lean upon. You took away our tzaddikim. We are yearning to you. And this cry, and this tefillah, is what guarantees the continuation of the world. And in the middle of this decree, the Bishmol Kohen Gadol gave a scream, that the heavens and the earth shook. And Hashem said, one more scream, then you're right. If you give one more cry, I will say you're right. You don't deserve it. There's no reason for, for, for this decree. And I will stop the Xer. And the tzaddikim won't be killed, but the world will be destroyed. Because the world has no continuation. Because what continues the world, the essence of our life, is either... Either greatness of Torah, but it's not enough Torah. Also, a yearning of tefillah. 
Now, <clears throat> it is brought down in the name of Reb Chaim Vital. I imagine in the name of Dariza. Something very interesting. Reb Chaim Vital says that although all through the generations, the most important concentration that the Jewish people concentrated on in their Avodah was Torah. Today, in last generations, I don't know to what generation he exactly referred to, but I imagine surely today, in the door of Mashiach, Ikvis the Mashiach, the Chavetz Chaim told it to us, we know no one knows when Mashiach is going to come, but we know what Ikvis the Mashiach is, we know that we're, the, we're very close to Mashiach. The most important Avodah is Tefillin. That's what Rabbi Chaim Vital said. Now, let me try to explain why is today for us the most important Avaida tefillin? Well, maybe I should <coughs> repeat a little, just a little, a little point that I had mentioned last night in order to bring out this, this understanding. The Jewish people and as a whole are called in the name of one of three great people. In overall, we are called B'nai Yisrael. We are called on all of the Akko Avinu's names. You'll find that Am Yisrael is called Yisrael. That's most famous. Am Yisrael is called Yaakov. Am Yisrael is called Yeshurun. Am Yisrael, the Jewish people, are called in the name of Yaakov Avinu. You will find in the Navi many times, the Jewish people are called in the name of Yosef and Ephraim. And the most famous of them is Haben Yakuli Ephraim Shashuim, my beloved, my delicious child Ephraim. And this does not refer to Ephraim as Dafke Ephraim, it refers to all the Jewish people. And this you'll find in the Navi until the Churban Beis Hamikdash. After the destruction of the first temple, then Am Yisrael till today are called Yehudim. And Yehudim is in the name of Yehuda. Yehuda. And the name Jew in English, or in any language, is, an, is, a, is a, a translation of the word Yehudi, al Shev Yehudo. Now, our origin is Yaakov Avinu. The continuation of Yaakov Avinu is either through Yosef or through Yehuda. Let us put it in these words. Yosef is the expression of the Jewish greatness, and that is Torah. Yehuda is the expression of tefillin. The name Yehuda is tefillin. Hoido. Hoido means which is an expression of tefillin. Which means like this. The greatness of Jewish people were always in Torah. If I will ask you to name the 20 greatest people in the Jewish people of generations. Or if I would say, give me from the time of Shurbeinu and every generation the God of Hador. I'm sure you will mention Rashi, the Rambam. I'm sure you will mention the Rajba in his time, the Ramban in his time, the Beis Yosef in his time. These people, we know them from the greatness of Torah. Of course, they were great in Tefillin. But that's not their message to the Jewish people. Rashi's message to the Jewish people is in Torah. The Ramban's message to the Jewish people is in Torah. Even the Chassam Soifer's message to the Jewish people is in Torah. Even the Hezeget Sanz's message to the Jewish people is probably more in Torah than anything else. 
Greatness in Jewish people was always greatness in Torah. Now, the expression of greatness of Jewish people have been Yaakov Ephraim. Eile told us Yaakov, the continuation of the greatness of Yaakov is Yosef. The continuation of Yaakov is Yosef. And all through the generations, this was our, this was the cards that we showed. Our greatness and greatness of Torah. The Asara Haruga Malchus for greatness of Torah. These were the Bakiva Chaverov, Tanoim, Amaroim, Vishoinim, Achreinim. When the Jewish people had Amalismoich, it was a greatness of learning. Yehuda is an expression of something else completely. Yehuda, we explained, is two, two words. Yudke, Vovke, and a Dalit. A Dalit means Dalo Va'aniyo. Poorness and emptiness. Yehuda means when a person is poor and is empty. And we put a marshal that the poorest and emptiest object in creation is a mirror. A mirror, if you look at a mirror for a day or for two, you'll never see the mirror. You'll see the image in the mirror. The mirror itself you never see. The moon, as we said yet last night, is the nebuch, the biggest miskin in the world. No one ever saw the moon. All you see is the reflection of the sun. Yehuda means that when the Jewish people, and this means Jew, this means Yehudi, when the Jewish people, it's hard for me to express it like today, when we are emptied out from everything, we have no chsam soifer, we have no chofetz chayim, we have no great, great gedele oilam, we have no tamayim, we have no amarayim. All we have is Hashem. All we have is Hashem. This is the true expression of tefillah. And this is what Rabbi Chaim Vital said. Well, they, they will come when we won't be able to live with only Torah. Of course, we all learn Torah. But there will be a special emphasis of tefillah. Because when a person is empty, and it's in Remez, in the Gemara of Saita, a very famous Gemara, the Gemara says, in the end of days, the Gemara says, there won't be great people, there won't be anovim, there won't be, and the end is always, so the world thinks the Gemara is like a word of Yush. We have nothing to rely upon, only on Hashem, which is a double expression of, I can't even say it, of no, no one to rely upon. That's wrong. On that day, when everything stops, it's like on Shabbos, when everything is finished, what do you have? Then you have Hashem. We must believe and know that never was Hashem close to us. Never was Hashem were we able to have a close contact to Hashem. As our generation, when we lost all Madragas and we lost everything, and the Jew became a Yehudi, a mirror to Hashem. I once heard from B'Shem, a big tzaddik, what does he mean, Amid Lanu Lehishoyen, Lavinu Shebeshemayim? And a thousand years ago, Amid Lanu Lehishoyen? And he said, yes. Imagine the Chovetz Chaim was here. If you have a tzorah, you have a problem, 
The whole seven so far. You have who to go to. The Chavetz Chaim is someone to rely on. Imagine if the Sakh Medeba would be here today. We have problems if the Sakh Medeba would be in Williamsburg today. We have, we'd have an Ebba to go to. Maybe today there's still our Ebbas to go to. I'm not belittling anybody. But there were times when you had to to rely upon. When you had to to rely upon, it's very hard to, to conceive it. Then we had to to rely upon. And now Hashem Izbar came into the picture. It's very important for us to know. Hashem Izbar came into the picture. And Rabbi Said, this is the first message I want to bring out. One of our terrible mistakes. I don't, it's not a mistake, but it's something which we have to, we have to absorb and get into us. Hashem Yisbarach is real. Hashem Yisbarach is real. We call Hashem Yisbarach Melech, Kale, Chai V'Kayom. Many times, I have people coming to me, <laughs> such a generation, people come to me also, where I live, <laughs> with problems. And they say, What should I do? And I answer, Maybe Davin. And this is the biggest insult. This means, it means there's nothing to do. Oh, you know, if you say to go Davin, they say, I said there was a, a shoemaker, a shuster, in Yerushalayim, Tavid Abishulayim Diskin. That was Mamish Apel Yeshua's. It's a true story. Mamish Abishulayim was, I can't describe to you, Mamish Abishulayim was, was Kadosh, Kadosh Elyon. And he used to send to the shuster to, to, to Phyllis. So once a lady came to the Bishulab, my son is sick, please, please dive for him. So Bishulab says, go to the Shuster. She says, no, 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 he's not that sick, he's not that sick. <laughs> don't, don't tell me to go to the Shuster. He's not that sick. You understand? So, sometimes they say, go to the Shuster, it means, it means uh, the, the matzav is serious. When you say, go to Hashem, it means that there's nothing to do. That's not what it means, Rabbi Yisrael. Hashem is real. Hashem answers. Hashem reacts. If you, if you learn how to talk to Hashem, Hashem talks back to you. You have to catch His language. Hashem is real. And never was Hashem as real and as close and as living as in our generation. Because we lost everything. And all we have is Hashem. And we have Hashem is birth. Because that's what Yehudah means. We're not called Yosef anymore. We're called Yehudim. A mirror is, we're empty. You know, you ever see a mirror? A mirror, what color is a mirror? A mirror has no color. That's what we are. We have no color. We have no mycin. We have no Torah. We have nothing. If you have a picture, then it's not a mirror. Then, then, then the Chassam Sayyidah can't reflect in a picture because it has color. When it turns empty, 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 then you see Hashem. And the end of generations, today, I think we all appreciate, we are empty. Never were we able to grasp Hashem Yisbarach. Like today. <coughs> now, I would like to discuss some practical points about Philip. <coughs> I very often discuss in these gatherings, these seminars, that there are two foundations of tefillah. In the Torah, it's an expression called Becharbi u 
And the Targum says, Betzlusi Uvausi. It's called Tfile and Bakosha. Now, Tfile has two parts. Today, I would like to put emphasis on a, a, new, a, new, a new dimension, which is very important in Tfile. Fundamentally, Tfile has two parts. It's called Tfile and Bakosha. Tfile are the Tvilois Hakvois that were set up to us by Anshe Knesset Hagdoila and previously by Avram Yitzchok Vyakov. Chazal tell us Avram Tikein Tfilas Shacharis, Yitzchok Tikein Tfilas Mincha, Yaakov Tikein Tfilas Arvis. Now this means that when a Jew wakes up in the morning and he's hardly able to get out of bed, and he knows, we know all how we look. And we have to reach the Kisi HaKovit. The Pesach in, the Pesach in, in Keller says, Ki Elokim Bashamayim Batal Horetz. Now how, me, how do you reach the Shamayim? So the answer is, if any one of us would, tell, would speak to me and say, my name is Shimshin, I hear you going back there to Israel in a few days. Tell us, how do I get there to Israel? You know, it's 5,000 miles away. So I say, it's a very simple way to wait. Take a plane, catch a hitch. You think, I sw- you think I swim over the ocean? You think I walk? You think I swim? You take a catch hitch on an airplane. But we get up in the morning and we have to get to the Kisei HaKovet. Avraham Avinu was called Adam Godel Ba'anokim. Avraham Avinu was a giant. His feet were on the ground. Bereshei Bashamah. And his and his 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 greatness was Gorich Chokim, reached heavens. When you meet an Avram Avinu in the morning in the Beis Medrash, when you meet him in the Beis Medrash, he takes you along with him to the Shemayim. Avram Avinu was power. Yitzchak Avinu, you meet every afternoon. He takes you to Kisei Hakovit. Yitzchak Avinu every evening takes you to the Kisei Hakovit. And Shekneses Hakdoila. Gave us a nusach of davening. It's like it's like a bomb. If you see someone taking a piece of iron and throwing it against the wall, and the wall just disintegrates. So you say, wow, that's a genius. I could do the same thing. You take a piece of iron and you throw it against the wall and nothing happens. And the answer is because his was a bomb. It was a grenade. You put dynamite. When we say, Baruch atah Hashem alokeinu alokeinu this is dynamite in these words. These are the words of Abraham Avinu. This is the power and the and, and the, the, the utzmash of Avraham Avinu. When we say to heal him, it's like Dovra Melech is crying for our children. Would you want Dovra Melech to, to be powerful for your children? When you say to heal him, you're using Dovra Melech's koyach. You're using its Avinu's koyach. This is called tefillah. The power of our siddur. And then there's another part called bakosha. Bakosha is... Hard talk. When someone cries to Hashem, this doesn't have to be out of the Siddur. This could be in English, it could be in Yiddish, it could be in Spanish, it could be any language. It could be in Ivrit Hashem, Yisbarach understands every language. And Lahaloche, the Ravid says, that even though Lahaloche, even though Lahaloche, it's a big shayla to daven in other languages. Only B'tzibur, when you're in B'tzibur, and you can daven in any language, 
Because tefillah b'tzibur, Hashem is there. But when you daven b'yechidus, then we need malachim to bring out tefillah. And malachim only understand Hebrew. And the Ravid says, but if you daven with great kavona, if you're in trouble, if you're based tzor, if you daven with kavona, with tears, then Hashem is there, the Shekhinah is there, you don't need malachim. And this is a very special tefillah. And the question is, how do you get to the Kisei HaKovet? Who brings you to the Kisei HaKovet? And the answer is, you don't have to go to the Kisei HaKovet. The Kisei HaKovet comes to you. Hashem Yisbarach is with you. And this is the beauty and the greatness of Tefillah. And these are two parts of Tefillah. Tefillah and Bakosha. Tefillah means the Tefillah Sakha voice. And Bakosha means Bakosha that we ask from our heart. Now, I would like to, this evening, speak about a subject which is maybe too simple and too practical. But it's something that bothers me very much. Lemaise, we, I think all of us, are witnessing a world that is falling apart. It's disintegrating. Now, there are many ways to look at it. There are many ways to look at it. 45, 50 years ago, there was a destruction, there was a holocaust. And history tells us that after such a destruction, there was always an uprise. Let us bring a marshal. A little boy, Rahman al-Islam, is hit by a car and he's taken to the hospital and he breaks his arms and his legs and almost lost his life. And he's all broken up and sick and everything else. His parents and his grandparents and friends and neighbors shower him with toys. If he'll cry, I want a bicycle, he'll get the bicycle. Whatever he wants, he gets. Why? Because, he's, because he's, he went through such a situation. But as time continues, as time continues, and Yankele becomes healthy and leaves the hospital, he has to start walking on his feet. You can't, <laughs> you can't continue with this shower of love that you, were, that you were when he was in that situation. And slowly you have to start taking away things from him. And slowly he has to start living his own life. And the same way history told us, and we saw with our eyes, after the terrible destruction, we came to Eretz Israel and to the United States of America and to other countries, but mostly Am Yisrael came to these two great countries, Great and Kamos, not Nechus, these two big countries, and everything bloomed. Everything bloomed. Yeshivas grew. Oilam HaToyre. Chasid HaShayid. Chasid HaBatimidrashim. Parnosis. I remember when I was in the Shnar business, just 10 years ago, what should I tell you? <laughs> I mean, you, you, you all remember. <laughs> there was, the money was just, was, just, was just spilling. The money was just spilling. And Baruch Hashem, everything was growing. Now, I think that we all realize that the last few years, something very, very uh, uh, upheaval took place, an earthquake. We slowly think, see how everything is disintegrating. Empires! Can I put it in this word? Empires of tzedakah. I'm talking about tens of millions and hundreds of millions of dollars of tzedakah that were given just six, seven years ago. Today... <laughs> I mean, Rosh Hashim is telling me they go, they go to a person who used to give them $10,000 a year or $15,000 a year. 
and they go visit him in his house and they have cheshik to take out $10 to give him for Shabbos. And you all know what I'm talking about. You all know what I'm talking about. I don't have to, I don't have to describe it. And many other, so many problems. So many problems. So many problems today. So many Shalom Bayez problems. Family problems. We feel everything is just caving in on us. And we all ask this Shalom, Ma also Hashem Elohim Lonu. It's because we're not learning the way we should. We're learning not, not, not earlier than 10 years ago. Not davening the way we should. And maybe this, maybe this explanation is what I had said before. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was still after that terrible Chorban. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was building us and putting us up that we should, we should be able to continue living. It's like a tati teaching a child to ride a bicycle and is pushing the bicycle, holding on to him and he leaves, go, go by yourself. I can't keep on holding. You'll never learn how to ride. And the boys say, let us face it, we're not doing a good job. We're not riding the bicycle, we'll be sure. It's like I, when I learned how to ride a bicycle, I knocked into every car in the which on the street. I can't forget. Baruch Hashem did knock into me. We're not doing a good job. Now, there's a lot to discuss. A lot to discuss. I would like to discuss one little point, which I feel is something very essential. There is a takone from David HaMelech. And I think everyone knows that there are Mitzvahs in our Torah, Kiminyan Keser, 620 Mitzvahs. 613 the Oirises, which we all know, and 7 Mitzvahs the Rabbonon. 613 and 7 is the Gematria, 620. That's the crown on a Jew's, on a Jew's head. Keser Mitzvahs. Now the 7 Mitzvahs the Rabbonon, which include Hanukkah and Megillah, and their Shabbos, and Erevin, Netilas Yedayim. One of the mitzvahs is a mitzvah which was created by David HaMelech, a mitzvah called Meyabrochus. David HaMelech gave us a mitzvah that is a chiv to make Meyabrochus. What happened was, the time of David HaMelech, there was a terrible magifa. There was a plague between the Jewish people. And every day, Achmon al-Islam, a hundred people died. There was a sickness going around, and a hundred people died. And David HaMelech made a takona for all the generations that every day, every Jew is a mitzvah to make meyabrachas. And it's something which many of us don't know. In a normal day, we have no problem with meyabrachas. If you daven three times a day and you eat twice a day, which means you have the Shvish Manesras and all the brachas hashachar in the morning and brachas hamazim, you weigh over the hundred brachas. Problems come in on Shabbos. And it's a whole scene in the Shulchan Aruch on Shabbos. You eat delicacies. You eat an apple and, an ar- and, a, and a banana and a piece of cake and a piece of candy to be mashlim the Meir Brachas. The only day of the year that Meir Brachas is a major, major problem is Yom Kippur, which we have not, we, have, we still didn't figure out how to make Meir Brachas. But the Reit says you have Kavona of, of the, the Aliyahs. This is not my subject. But upon him, there's a mitzvah to make Meir Brachas. Now, let me try to explain what does it mean Meir Brachas. The number 100, the number 100 will take me a long time to explain, and I'm not going to go into it, but very, very, Mamish is short, the number 100 is a very, very complete number. Because the number 10 is the most complete number that we have. 
Alright? After 10, in any language, comes 11, which means 10 and 1. You can't go above 10. After 10, you say 10 and 1, which is 11. The number 10 is completeness. And the reason why the number 10 is completeness is because Ba'asara Ma'amorib Nivra Ha'olam. The world was created in 10 Ma'amoribs. In 10 Ma'amoribs of Hashem. And the Torah was, was, was concentrated into Aseris Hadibris. Now, when you have 10, just like when you have the expression of 7. Now, when is 7 really 7? When it's 7 times 7? I'm not going to explain why it is like that. When it's 10 times 10, then it's really 10. When every part of the 10 is built with 10, then you really have the 10. A hundred is completeness. Now, David HaMelech saw that the Jewish people are missing the Makar HaChiyus. And he said, we have to make a hundred brachas. A hundred brachas means to open up the fountain of bracha for Am Yisrael. And this is a mitzvah, the Rabbanon, that all of us are Mekayim, a hundred brachas a day. Rabbi Yisrael, May I introduce my, my own personal feeling? And I'm saying personal, Maloshan Anova. You could say that this man is, is Meshigir, Adre Takob. You could say whatever you want. But I always say with the story of Bikivegir. You know the famous story of Bikivegir? They say there was a story that Bikivegir, once there was a Baltakea that blew in a shul for 50, 60 years. They became holy, did not blow anymore. Bikivegir asked them to, to, to stop blowing. He went and, and, and was mentioned to the governor, to the Goyesha governor. And the governor calls him Bikivega. He says, this fellow had a pranosa 60 years, how could you take it away from him? So Bikivega says, your honor, you know enough Ju- that Judaism, when did the Jews, the most important day, Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur? She says, of course, I know Yom Kippur. She says, I stopped him from blowing Rosh Hashanah. He blows on Yom Kippur now. So the Jew says to the governor, what do you mean, Rosh Hashanah you blow a hundred years and Yom Kippur you blow one? So the governor says, if you have the shaifa, don't stop blowing. Keep on blowing. Go blow 100. No one will stop you. I have the shaifa here. I'm standing here in front of the microphone. No one can stop me. I'll tell you what I, what I feel. I feel this is one of the foundations of our problems today. We don't know how to make a brach. We don't know how to make a brach. If you want, go into a pizza shop. I'm not, a, I'm not, I, I don't hold of eating a pizza shop. That's not what I'm trying to describe to you. Go into a pizza shop and just sit there over a glass of seltzer for five minutes and take a look how Yeshiva Bokhar, how Basyankov girls, how Balabatim, how Elachidin, how they eat. You'll see, they take a glass. You know, maybe it's some kind of a miracle. Is that a bracha? Is that a bracha? Let me ask you, is that a bracha? Maybe that's why the fountain of bracha is just stepped up. Because we don't open up with our brachas. Sometimes, you hear a Choshiba gentleman getting up to Kriya Satoya and he makes a bracha. And then you hear his bracha. Does anybody, any of the audience tell, what does it mean, Adelainu? What does it mean, Adelainu? I went to Cheder. I'm telling you the truth. My father wrapped me in a talus when I was five years old. I remember like today. 45 years ago, my father wrapped me in a talus. I went to Chedim, my Rebbe taught me. I never, I, I can't still figure out. I became a Rosh Hashiva one time, not a Rosh Hashiva today. I was a rebel, I had all kinds of professions. I was a Lamed. I never heard the word Adelainu in Hebrew. What does it mean Adelainu? Berchot Adelainu. What does Adelainu mean? And a person can make, I guess, a hundred brachas a day. 
and 365 years, and 80 years, and never make a bracha. And then we say, where's Parnosa? Where's Parnosa? You were given the key. Baruch Hashem Elokeinu Melech Ha'olam. Open up and you'll see what you see. How Hashem is going to spill on you, brother. What does it mean, Buch? Buchato. What does Buch mean? I know in Yiddish, Buch is a safe. What does it mean, Buchato Hashem? What does Buch mean? I ask you, I'm asking you, maybe, I don't know Hebrew. I live in Israel 30 years. What does Buch mean? Buchato. What does Buchato mean? What does Buch mean? I know what Baruch means. I wish I knew what Baruch means, but I heard what's the name Baruch, but what does Baruch mean? And here Hashem Baruch gave us power. Hashem Baruch gave us power to open up the Shari Baruch. Do you know why we don't make a Baruch? Do you know why we don't make a Baruch? There are many reasons. One of the reasons, I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you the truth. One of the reasons is Pekoch Nefesh. I'll prove it to you. Did you ever see someone drinking a glass of hot coffee? Did you ever see someone gets a delicious hot soup? And he tastes it and he burns his tongue. He what's your hurry? Obviously there's a hurry. Because if a person burns his tongue, probably he, he, if he goes into the kitchen of Aish, so probably he must have the, the drop of soup. So how can he make a bracha? He's in a hurry. When you have a piece of pizza, <laughs> this person no time. Another minute, I can just be flat out. So how can I make a bracha? I just say, Baruch Ato. And I think, a little machshove. Baruch Ato Hashem Elokeinu Melech Ha'olam. Boyden Minyam Bezoynes. Today, this is, not my, this is not my issue. Seriously, I'm just putting this in parentheses. Today, <laughs> no, th- what, I said, what I'm going to say is not my issue. Today, there's something new in the world. Halakhically, I'm not going to discuss it. Everyone knows halakhically. All the Rabbanim scream and cry. And this helps to garnish the Rabbanim. Such a thing called Mazaynas rules. You know what means a Mazaynas rule? I have a, I have, me bothers personally Mazaynas rule because my mother's Angazunt. This is for this side of the Mechitza. We're looking at me like a machine in there. But I want to tell you I'm an important person because I have a mommy, Zangazunt. She's a great woman. Really, she's an Emma She's the only American girl, besides the fact of her own merit, she's the only American girl that went from the United States to Krakow to learn by Sarah Shneer. My mother learned by Sarah Shneer. And she says a lot of things over for Sarah Shneer. A lot of them. She learned in the school over there with the Robinson Bender, the Bad Lechaim Toy, Mechaim Lechaim, Robinson Kaplan. My mother learned by Sarah Shneer. My grandfather sent her from America, the only American girl that went, to learn by Sarah Shneer. Sarah Shneer, my mother tells us, used to say, when she saw the girls eating, uh, you know, eat uh, all kinds of, and you know what? She don't eat bread. It used to bother her. She used to say, Vi kem en esen amolzite on nish ben shebrechas How could you eat a... a, a how could you eat a su'udin? And not, not bench me, because it wasn't. Eat a piece of bread, so you should be able to say, Hazanas ha'olam, Baruch ato Hashem, Hazanas ha'koyom. By us, it's the exact opposite. <laughs> you understand? We, we can't eat a piece of bread, because then you have to bench me, because it wasn't. Because It's enough, you got to say, Alamechia. So today, they make, you know, today we live in a modern generation, and did they found a genius way. You could eat one row, one bagel, and another bagel, a poppy bagel and an onion bagel and a this bagel and a this bagel. No problem. It's mezainas. They put a little grape juice. And I'm, I'm not saying whether it's, it's halacha-wise good or no good. The Rabbanans say it's no good. I'm not a rabbi. I don't know the halacha. You know, 
Hashem is Baruch gives you bagel after bagel, gives you so much to eat, you can't make a bracha samazin. I have no time for a bracha. Can we expect a bracha? If we have a time for a bracha. We just have a time for a bracha. In Eretz Yisrael, I think you all know, you all visited. That's one of the things that you people should be jealous of. Every day there's Berchas Koyen. Every day there's Berchas Koyen. I don't want to tell you what Berchas Koyen is because you really, get, you really become nervous. Berchas Koyen is the greatest Esretz that there is in creation. It's something like Shabbos to Mincha. Berchas Koyen is when, 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 when the Koyen open up the gates of heaven. That's why they put ten fingers. They bench with ten Sha'orim. Ten is, is a completeness of Berchas. The Briskarov was once davening Musaf and there was no coin. And he had people davening in his house. And he says, Go to Zikhumash, bring me a coin, bring me a coin. But he said, I got some ice to bring you a coin, to bring you a coin. Someone says, What's so important about bringing the coin? You're not Mukhuy, there's no coin, you're not Mukhuy. She says, If you have a Grace Rebbe, a big tzaddik, he said, I will live in America. People travel to America to the Sakhmarev. People travel overseas to get a brocha. So he said, it says in the Pesach, V'som wa'ashmiya al-b'nei Yisrael, V'ani avorechem. Hashem Yisbarach says, V'ani avorechem, I will bless you. Such a Rebbe, he said. You can't take off five minutes to get a bracha. Every time Ayid makes a bracha, it's V'ani avorechem. When Ayid makes a bracha, he opens up Shari Shemayim. V'ani avorechem. And we have to Practice how to make brachas. Now, I had mentioned that I'm going to put a new dimension in, 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 in out my discussion, which I didn't discuss once before. We should know there's three things. There's tefillah and there's bakosha. Tefillah is tefillah sakha voice. Tefillah is tefillah sakha voice. There's a shachris, there's a mincha, there's a marif. And this is power of Avram Yitzchok V'yankov. This is dynamite. This is dynamite. This is Avram's koyach, Yitzchok's koyach, Yaakov's koyach. Then there's Bakosha, when the Yid is in trouble. Hard talk. When the Yid reads Hashem is Baruch from hearts, this is, this is Tefillah. But it's important to know that in Tefillah itself, when we dive in Shachras, the dynamite that we're talking about, the power, is two things. It's something very important to know. There is a Chitzonius and a Pneumius. The Pneumius is the Kavon. The Pneumius is the Kavon. Now, Bakosha means great kavana. When a person puts a lot of kavana, he's in trouble, please Hashem. That's big kavana. When you dive in shachris, you dive in mincha, you make a bracha, it's very important to have kavana, to know what you're talking about. Pirish hamilas. It's extremely important. But it's also extremely important to know, and I'm saying this with... <coughs> I mean, people have times that I talk so, 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 how should I say it, so clearly to say what I'm saying now. But I take full responsibility for what I'm saying. It's extremely important for us to know that when we say those words, well, any kavona, those words are dynamite. Those words are dynamite just by themselves. Just the words itself. Just saying the Baruch and the Atta and the Shem and the Lokenu and the Melech HaOilam. The words itself are dynamite. The words itself, the only place we are halachically speaking, kavone is ma'akiv, and without it it's possible, is in Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, and the first bracha of Shmonesri. 
Now, if someone got Shmanesri, the first bracha, without Kavona, he is not Yosef Shmanesri. But it's not a bracha of Akpala. It's a Shmanesri without being Yosef. But it's a Shmanesri. And it's a Tfilin. And it'll bring him bracha. He's not Yosef. It's not an over again. And we don't have an over again because the Ramah says, what did I have it over again? The second time you want to have either. <laughs> this is not mine. The Ramos says this. This was said already 600, 500 years ago. Was said already. Don't have it over again because it's not going to help you. You're not going to have Kavan over again anymore. But how could you continue? It's not a brachal of Atol. And I, I take the, the, how should I say it? The chutzpah. To get up in this seminar, this Mokum Kodesh, and I'm sitting here between an audience of B'nai Torah, of G'dayla Torah, to say that <coughs> Maybe in our in our time, <laughs> I'm talking about Tavshin and Dalit Mamish, Kislev Tavshin and Dalit. Let us first concentrate on saying the words. We have no time to say the words. And this is Safkal Saf, it's the easiest part. Because Safkal Saf, this is really a hergel, it's a habit. I want to tell you, Rabbi Sai, I'm being a little thirsty now. I, I lately, I'm saying brachas word by word. You know why? I got this a present from Hashem. I got it from a present from Hashem. Hashem gave me a present and Hashem trained me to say brachas word for word. And Baruch Hashem, I want to tell you my life changed. My life changed. I'm telling you personally, you could believe me, my life changed. How did I get a present from Hashem? Let me tell you. Hashem gave it to me as a present. I was once invited to speak in Kol Chazanish. And Kol Chazirish was free as Ben Azmanim. And it was a packed toilet. And I had to talk about something. I didn't know what to talk about. I started to talk about making a brach. No. I started back a brach. I said this whole shmuz. And then I came home. And I have Baruch Hashem. I have, oh, can I, I have eight brothers-in-law. And they were all they were complimenting me on, on my drasha. You said a good drasha, Shemshin. You know, you said a good drasha. And then I took t- 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 them to drink. I was embarrassed. Here the guy said a drasha. He said, Baruch Hashem. Buch, buch, buch. Buch, buch, and here he's going to make a bracha. So I had no prayer. I'd say, Baruch, you know, I had no prayer. I was embarrassed because what do I say about me? And then, where I used to go? I was afraid. There were so many people there. Maybe the soda was my Russia. <laughs> so it was terrible. And I had to train myself to make a bracha. <laughs> and Rabbi said, it was a present from Hashem. And then, and the same thing happened to Fakim. They once uh, came a Friday night to Fakim. And my Rosh Hashiva, Zayn Gazin, our Rosh Hashiva, no fucking Abraham came over and says, Say a drusha. And last minute, he comes over to me, he says, Shimshin, I don't feel so good, say a drusha. He says, Rebbe, he says, What do you mean, say a drusha? I'm not prepared. So he says, If you say a drusha, it will be opening of Simchas. I promise you, by Simchas, I'm going to give you back the drusha. No, I got a brocha from a yid, who's a god will be Israel, that he's going to give back the drusha by Simchas, so I have no burden. So I walked up to the beam and I have to start talking. So what I talk about, I remember the Kerl Chazinish, I spoke about a brocha, so I start talking about the brocha. When I finished, I saw, all of a sudden, I saw, I'm stuck here. You know what I mean? So all the guys here, they all live with me. And I have no prayer. And from then on, I started making a bracha, no fakim also. Like this, only bracha used to make brachas. Now no fakim make brachas. <laughs> After I finish over here, I'm going to make a bracha also in Mansi. <laughs> and I boy said, this is not, this is no joke. This is, this is, this is, this is really what, what happened to me. And Hashem is brought, gave it to me as a present. And I'm telling you, my life changed. My life changed. I feel that I have, I, have, I opened up, I, I had brachas. Once in a while, believe that, once you start making a bracha, you start having a little kavana. You know, once you take the one, you know, you can think also, 
It's beautiful. Believe me, it's beautiful. I'm telling you, I got it by accident. Believe me, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It'll change your life. You just have to get used to it. It's just a hergo. It's a habit. And the same is true with the davening. A davening. Try to say a davening every word. If you have no time, say here for davening. But say the words. I wouldn't tell you to skip for kavana, but I could tell you to skip to say the words. We have a time to say the words. You start saying the words. Then slowly you start seeing how beautiful the words are. You start seeing how beautiful the words are. You see how beautiful when you, to say to say You'll see how beautiful the words are. But that's already a second stage. But we don't say the words. And I'm trying to introduce in this seminar that maybe that's why because we don't make a bracha. Let us continue our discussion about feeling. Maybe I'm going to come back to the, the previous slide. I want to tell you something about saying. I want to tell you something very important. Let me tell you a pshat in the Pesach. Yitzchak Avinu had to give a bracha to Esau. What did he say? He told Esau, he said, Take your kalim, tell Yehovah Kashtecho, Vohovi Litzayit, and bring me Mataamim Kashehohavti. Bring me delicacies that I love. Now, this is a kasha that all the Mepharshim ask, and we ask it ourselves. Why does Yitzchak Avinu have to enjoy delicacies in order to make a bracha, to give, to give, to give Esav a bracha? Yaakov Avinu brought to Yitzchak delicacies that he loved, and he got a bracha. And Yaakov Avinu was... Let's not go into it. And Kovina was even added to what Yitzchak asked for. Yitzchak asked for just, just, uh, just meat to eat. And Kovina brought him a korban Pesach and a korban Chagiga. And he brought him wine. Thank you. He brought him wine. Thank you. He brought him wine. I'm embarrassed. I can't. <laughs> I shouldn't be. It's all in the family. Yaakov Avinu brought him <coughs> he brought him yain from Gan Eden and Yitzchak Avinu gave him a bracha. Why did, Yaakov, why did Yitzchak need delicacies to, make a, to give him a bracha? Now, <coughs> this subject is a, is a long subject and it's, it's something which, which should be discussed at length. I was preparing maybe tomorrow to speak about it in the, the last session. Maybe I will, maybe I'll discuss it now. I don't know how, what, what justice I'll do to this, the, the discussion now. I just want to put a very short word. It's very important for us to know. When we eat, when we eat, now I'd like to, I'll put it in very clear words. There is no situation in our world that a person is, I should say it, the miser, the poor. In other words, in actual actuality, close to Hashem, that Hashem is spilling on him, Chaim, life, as when he eats. Let me explain myself, even though it's as simple as ABC. 
But let me explain myself for a moment. When a Jew learns Torah, of course he absorbs life. He absorbs Chayin Netzach. But he absorbs life, he doesn't really feel it. When a, Jew, when a Jew eats, let us speak for a moment what's mezakt in Yiddish. Echap tahart. Echap tahart, he catches his heart. This is not a guzma. This is, this is simply, this is mamash mitzvahs. person walks, works hard. Let's say it's a fast day, or even not a fast day, he had no time to eat, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. He feels it's collapsing. Now, he takes a piece of bread, or he takes a piece of cake, the Nisham is going out. He takes a piece of bread. What actually happens? He eats and he feels he's getting koyach. Who gives him this koyach? The piece of bread gives him this koyach? It's a posik in the Torah. Who gives him this koyach? Hashem gives him this koyach. The only situation, there's one other situation which is close to it, going to sleep. When you go to sleep at night, you feel how Kaddish Baruch in the morning gives you back a fresh neshama. But you don't much feel how you're getting it. The morning you wake up, you have a fresh neshama. When you eat, you much feel how you're, mamash, you're taking yourself koyach, you're getting life. This really, this really is the closest expression of love from Hashem Yisbarah to the person that a Kaddish Baruch gives him chayim. Yitzchak Avinu said, and it's more than that, when you eat, you enjoy food. You enjoy it. Enjoyment comes from Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is mamish, feeding you enjoyment, feeding you life. Now, Yitzchak Avinu, and this is the simplest chapter in the post, Yitzchak Avinu said, I have to give you a bracha. Now, but if I want to give you a bracha, I have to be close to Hashem. I have to get contact with Hashem is baruch. There is no more beautiful way to get close to Hashem and to get contact with Hashem the poil in actuality as to eat something. Then mamish you feel how Hashem is giving you life. What happens is that this closeness to Hashem, like many other things, and it's a long discussion, there are a lot of Ganovim in this world. I don't know how to describe it. This world is a world of Ganovim. Ganovim means this is the this is this is this is the the most beautiful example of Gan, of Ganavim that there is in the in the creation. A person eats a piece of bread. I don't care if it's a piece of pita. I don't care if it's a piece of pizza. I don't care if it's a falafel. Now, I'm not a chassid of falafel. That's not my point. But for many of us, falafel is delicious. You know what delicious means? What does delicious mean? Delicious means Hashem gives you enjoyment. So here Hashem is standing over you and giving you enjoyment. Hashem is standing over you, giving you life. And what happens? What happens comes the Yitzhahara and this closeness, this beauty, this greatness... He steals, he takes it for himself, and the most beautiful act of eating turns into animalistic, an act of taiva, an act of, of, of lowness, without any toichan, you forget Hashem, and all you think about is the peace of Allah. But actually, 
in possibility, actually, really, this is the, the best way to get bracha. Because when Hashem gives you food, really He is opening Shari bracha. He is with you. What's the way to do it? To make a bracha. To make a bracha. When you stop for a second, and you have this piece of, let's say, a pizza pie, and it's delicious, you stop for a second, and you hold it in front of you, and you say, just a second, where did I get this from? Who gave this to me? Why am I eating this? Why am I eating a dry piece of bread? Because it's delicious. What does it mean delicious? Hashem wants me to enjoy it. Now, I'm not talking about precious. If you don't want to eat pizza pie, that's even better sometimes. You know why? Because the ganov really are there to steal it away. But let's say someone who's eating the pizza pie. You're eating it. Stop for a second. This is delicious. In other words, you're giving me enjoyment. This is nourishment. You're giving me life. You're here with me. You're going, you're going, you're going to give me nourishment, life. So you say, Baruch Hatash. You know what Baruch means? It's a brecha. This is a waterfall. This is the, the heavens are opening up. You're giving me bracha, ato Hashem, and you're the king. You my my Hashem. You melech olam. And you eat and you and you feel how Hashem is giving you. This could be an act of greatness, and this could build a person. What happens is, like many other things, we take the most beautiful opportunities and we use them for the most mundane, empty, low actions. And this is a pity. I don't. My, my English is, is poor to express myself. This is this is a should. And then, when next time we want to eat a pizza, pizza pie, we have the money in our pocket. I'm not talking. We, we could over Hashem for for pizza pie. But let's talk between ourselves, everybody. Side the way things are going, you don't know what it'll be in ten years from now. We don't know what it'll be twenty years from now. It's garnish pushes. We things we see things with these things change. The world is a turmoil. Things are changing. We never expected the situation to be like today. Sha'are bracha are, are, are stuffed up. And Baruch Hashem, we still, Baruch Hashem, have what to eat. Our refrigerators are still full. And we must make a bracha. Because Hashem is still with us. And Hashem, Baruch Hashem, gives us food and gives us delicacies. And gives us clothing. But we must make a bracha. And again, kavone is a second step. But make a bracha. And when you start making brachas, I'm telling you, you'll see it's a panorama. It's like a movie. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So many colors. Baruch Hashem in the morning. You never realize that you have so many ties on the rack. When someone has a, long, a, long, a lot of ties, it's, it's a headache. He doesn't know what to pick. He can stand in front of the rack five minutes. His wife is screaming, you have to go to the chasana. He doesn't know what tie to pick. Make a bracha in the morning. This is a shefa. This is a matone. Baruch Hashem, a suit. Baruch Hashem, we have a shirt. Baruch Hashem, we have shoes. Baruch Hashem, we have, we have a hat on our head. Baruch Hashem, Did you ever make that bracha in your life? Many of you, did you ever make that bracha? Think for a second. You know, you walk along in the street, and the Pesach and Eev says, Toilo Eretz al the world is hanging on oil. What is the world hanging on? The world is in the middle of space. So why doesn't everything cave in? You should take a step and fall down into, into endless space. That's not very enjoyable. Hashem is Baruch gave us a present. Did you ever realize that it says like that in the Siddur? You know, sometimes you see a word in the Siddur, you never realize that it says it. Baruch Hashem, you Hashem is Baruch are... 
a waterfall, a brecha, of of brecha, elokeinu melech ha'olam, roika ha'oras al ha'moyim, that you set, you fill up the the earth on the waters, and I walk along, and I'm stable, I'm able to walk. I'm sure the brecha zekev kafufim you made with kavanah. I'm sure matirasu you made with kavanah because last time we were in the hospital. And you saw someone there, Chaman Islam paralyzed. So you made a bracha of Matir Asurim. I'm sure you make a bracha of Zekif Kafufim that you can get up in the morning. With this, I will conclude, Rabbi Isa. I want to tell you one word. And this is the end of my drush tonight. I cut short, I didn't speak to I didn't speak everything I was supposed to speak. I want to tell you one, one drush. And I want to tell you a zgulim. And I, I take, I take full responsibility of the school. Ich bin my from mishpach I'm a slaughter mechasid. My mother is a weinberg. The slaughter mechasidim. I'll tell you a story. There was a rebbe in slaughter. He was not a shalabi. He didn't want to be a rebbe. The mutl slaughter. He was a tzaddik yisrael olam. The mice he never became a rebbe. He was, he was inferior. But as long as he was alive, they, they didn't, they didn't take it rebbe because after the base of Ram passed away, I, you don't know the, you don't know the slaughter history. Whatever it is. The kids, he was a tzaddik, he knew he was a great Talmud Chochem. He had a meaning, whenever he sat down to eat, he would say Tarek Mitzvahs. He would say Tarek Mitzvahs. He never ate without saying Tarek Mitzvahs. So someone came to him and asked him for a zgula for something. Rabbi, I need a zgula. She says, I'll tell you, I don't know zgula, so I just have one zgula. If you need a zgula, I'll give you a zgula for something else. But you're asking for, I have one zgula that I know. If the soup is hot and you say Tarek Mitzvahs, it's a zgula shukula. <laughs> This is the school of the Batislam. Oh, but he was a Yira Anuf, and I'm a Yira Balgaiva. I'm going to tell you a Zgula. It's not, it's not a, a Zgula that I'm telling you. Rabbi Said, listen to what I'm telling you. Rabbi Said, we all have health problems. Either we ourselves or surrounding us. We all have health problems. I myself, I'm Baruch Hashem, I'm Baruch Hashem healthy. But you know, your beard becomes white, and the Dotutvei, and Dotutvei. And it's not the same. And everyone here knows what I'm talking about. It's not the way it used to be. Uh, maybe those under 20, under 30, maybe don't know exactly sometimes. Alavadi shouldn't know. But we all have dotted ve, here it hurts us, and here it hurts us, and we're worried about this. And we look on the papers and keep on telling us about cholesterol, and cholesterol, and cholesterol, and cholesterol, and cholesterol. And lose weight, and lose weight. They're also going to go, you know, the doctor say, if you don't lose weight, you know, and if, you, if someone's smoking next door to you, then the Hashem is, Hashem is, Hashem is, Hashem is happen to you. We're all worried about health. And we have what to worry about. There's so many things going on. Hashem Yishmerenu V'yatzileinu Hashem Kadosh Baruch should help all of us. I want to tell you a zgula, which is, which is zgula of all zgulas. Say Hashem Yotzah with Kavona. Say Hashem Yotzah with Kavona. I guarantee you it's a zgula she'en kamoyu for a fool. If you say Baruch Atah Hashem, Elokeinu Malach O'ilav, say it, stop for a second. Before you say it with Kavona, first of all, start saying it. Don't be insulted. But I'm saying, start saying it. We have a time for Shayotza. We walk out of the bathroom, either we touch the wall, or we make our fingers wet, and we're ready in the car. We have a time to say the words. First, get used to saying the words. It's a long, tedious job, I admit. <laughs> I admit it's a long, tedious job. But get used to saying a Shayotza. A Shayotza is a and get used to saying the world. You see how beautiful the words are. And then you get up and finish and saying, Baruch Hashem. You, Hashem, are a brecha, a waterfall, 
a river of bracha, reifei chol bosar, umaflila asois. Maflila asois means that you can, you do playing, you do wonders. You can help me in my physical problems. You can help my those people who are my parents, my in-laws. You reifei chol bosar, maflila asois. This is a segula for a fool. Because that's what bracha means. Bracha means, Baruch Ato Hashem, you open up the heavens of bracha. You open up gates of bracha. There is nothing that brings bracha like a bracha. Dovar HaMelech gave us a hundred brachas a day. These hundred brachas are a variation of everything we need. We say, Hashem Yotzar. We say, Chayin Hadoas. And Rashi says, in Avedi Zohar, Rashi says, it's a school for memory. This is very a school of Rashi. And that's where I stole it from. I told you the secret. Rashi says, Mufurish. If any of, the, of, of this side of the Mechitza, or maybe this side of the Mechitza is complaining, I learn, I forget, and I learn, and I forget, and I learn, and I forget. And it's Mufurish or Rashi. Rashi says, To be marich b'chonin hadas. To say, to lengthen chonin hadas. No. School of Rashi. We say, Mufurino Hashem. We say, Borech Olein. It's a school of Panos. I don't want to give school of Panos. Everyone has their own school of Sopranos. Baruch Aleinu v'sabeinu mituvecha. V'sabeinu mituvecha. To say these words. Baruch Atah Hashem v'baruch Hashem. It's a sgula for refuah. To say Baruch Atah Hashem v'yifei chol basur v'mafli la'asais. This brings refuah. Rechmon al-Islam, Rabbi Sayyid. There's so many places around us. Hashem Yishmeinu. Let's not talk about it. Let's not discuss it. You know, you know when I notice it? I don't know how it goes over here. Where I live... I, that's, I mean, where I live, maybe over here the same thing. <laughs> every Shabbos, every Shabbos, after Kriya Satayr, there's a Mishabarach Fachonim. Is it like your, your shul? I, I can't describe it because I, I think about it, it kills me. The whole shul lines up. Not the whole shul. Barachabas Miriam. Names after names, names after names. And sometimes I say to myself, you know, you just say names, but each one is, is a world, each one is a problem. He's lying in the hospital, and he's that, and he's that. There were never so many chayim. Achman al There were never so many chayim. Is it maybe because we stopped making a bracha? We stopped davening? Way back, besides the fact they made a bracha, they made the davened, but they learned Torah. They were great. They were abenyakali Ephraim. What do we have? What do we have today? All we have is our tefillin. All we have is our brach. All we have is Hashem. That's what we call Yehudi. Yud ke vav ke, and we're the Dalit. We're the mirror. If we say, Baruch HaTah Hashem alokeinu melechoilam, Asher Yotzer Esaot HaMachok, Merefi Cholbosom Filasois, and Hashem reflects with us. And if Hashem is with us, then we'll have brach and Yeshua and Parnoset. HaKadosh Baruch HaShem give us kol tov.